Welcome to Toho Yaro, a monthly podcast wherein three fans of Japanese cinema watch a movie and chat about it. Uh, the catalog of Toho Company Limited is just the beginning uh, of a world we will be covering, featuring giant monsters, historic swordsmen, and melodramatic truckers from the many studios of Japan. Each episode, uh, we will bring a movie to the table, impart a little wisdom about the film, and discuss our thoughts. Uh, whether you'd like to hear the Toho guys talk your favorite films or tune in to find some new ones, uh, this is a show you won't want to miss. So, like I said, this is a monthly show where we'll be discussing a movie that we'll announce beforehand, but today we're doing a sort of episode zero where we're just going to introduce ourselves uh, and talk a little bit about our history with Japanese cinema and uh, and then announce the movie for the first episode. Um, so, uh, my name's Joey Weiser, um, and with us we have Alex... Hey guys, Alex Kazanis here. And Scott. Hi, Scott Dryman. All right. Uh, I guess I'll uh, take the lead here. Um, I'm a cartoonist, um, uh, and uh, whereas while I draw comics by day, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of our initial listeners uh, are familiar with uh, Alex and I from the One Piece podcast. Um, so we, we got to know each other, uh, through that. And I've known Scott, uh, personally, he's just a friend of mine, uh, from Atlanta and the Georgia area. And, uh, we're, uh, we, we all share a, a love for Japanese movies and, and kind of independently <laughs> of one another, uh, Alex and Scott both came to me, uh, within like the span of a couple weeks and said, you know, I think it would be fun to do a Japanese movie podcast. So I, I assembled our heroes <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, I think that this is going to be fun. Um, I started watching Japanese movies very early, uh, not being necessarily aware of it, but, uh, pretty young, like elementary school, I was super, super into Godzilla. And, um, I loved watching Godzilla movies. I rented them all the time from the rental stores and stuff and then um years later i it, i started getting into anime and manga and then eventually uh taking japanese classes and uh resulting eventually in a short exchange to japan and stuff and so th over the years i've watched a lot i had been sort of watching more and more Japanese movies, contemporary movies, and Kurosawa, and, and that kind of thing. Um, and these days, uh, I, I'd say that I tend to prefer movies from the 60s and 70s and 80s, uh, like Showa-era movies. And um, and it's a kind of funny, the, the, as some, of, some people who follow me on social media and stuff probably uh, will know, I'm super into... Uh, these movies called Truck Yaro and the Torasan movies, the Otoko Watsurayo series, and I think what that actually comes down to is I love like watching like old swords swordsman movies and monster movies and stuff like that. Uh, but these kind of finding stumbling across these movies, the Truck Yaro I found from the there's a One Piece connection which we'll we'll eventually go into in the Truck Yaro episodes, but uh, <coughs> it 
it kind of, I think the fact that they are made at the same time as those Japanese, uh, the Godzilla movies that I, I was watching as a kid gives me a similar kind of nostalgia as well as sort of making me feel a little nostalgic also for the time that I spent in Japan. So I, I these days I really do love, uh, while they're over the top and melodramatic and comedic and, and sort of cartoonish in their own ways, the way that those movies focus on more sort of real life Japan than uh, uh, the, your sort of action movies and things like that. Uh, how about you, Alex? So uh, I started with anime, actually. Uh, my uh, my love for Japanese cinema didn't come until I was very well familiar with uh, with Japanese animation. Um, and like most folks, I started with Dragon Ball Z. Uh, it aired um, on UPN Saturday mornings at like 6 in the morning. And that kind of snowballed me into uh, going to the local Blockbuster's special interest section and checking out anything and everything anime. And I didn't think, I don't think I've seen, I, it was all dub stuff. I don't think I saw a Japanese language movie until I bought a bootleg copy of uh, the fifth Dragon Ball Z movie, which is the one where they fight um, Frieza's brother Cooler. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, I also ended up getting on that same uh, trip the Trunks and Bardock TV specials, which also had commercials in Japanese. Oh, yeah, that's that's the good stuff. Yeah, that was... Uh, I, I will cherish those VHS tapes forever, actually. They're great. Uh, <laughs> so uh, that eventually opened up uh, my interest into other things uh, from Japan, uh, you know, culture-wise and, and film-wise. And there were two key figures uh, who got me into Japanese film, one of which is... Um, Greg Werner, who some listeners might know from the One Piece podcast. Uh, I know Greg from way, way back from the early days of uh, Dragon Ball fandom. He uh, had his own Dragon Ball site. And then later on, he had uh, he opened up a new site called The Grand Line, where he talked and uh, wrote about various uh, aspects of Japan, including film. And uh, from him, I, I, um, I was opened up to the world of Beat Takeshi, uh, the film Kikujiro. Um, and uh, that snowballed me into a whole bunch of uh, Takeshi Yakuza movies, like Violent Cop and um, Hanabi and uh, Brother and um, Sonatine. Those are the four major ones. And a buddy of mine, uh, Mike McGraw, who I grew up with, uh, he was the other uh, figure who actually um, introduced me to my first Japanese language film, Ichi the Killer by Takashi Miike, based on a manga. And... Uh, Mike was more into the grotesque kind of out there Asian films, uh, Dead or Alive versus um, Gozu, Visitor Q, uh, really, really, really weird stuff. Um, and uh, those that was like my first exposure to to Japanese films. So I uh, I have a taste for the weird when it comes to that stuff. And then yeah. So then from there, uh, when I was in college, nice. I branched off to other other films. Um, I got more into like film in general, so naturally Kurosawa was my first stop. And uh, since then, I've kind of been eating up that era as well. Uh, I was also, uh, also going to Japan uh, helped 
skyrocket my interest in Japanese film a lot. I didn't know who Miyamoto Musashi was before that, that trip, and then by the time I got back, I knew all about him, and I looked up uh, the Samurai Trilogy, and it's uh, that's currently one of my favorites. Um, but if uh, if anybody ever recommends to me a film, I'll pretty much watch it and take to it. Uh, Greg, for example, recommended to me a movie called Fish Story years and years and years ago, and uh, that's quickly become one of my favorites. Yeah, that's a great one. I'm sure we'll be covering that. How about you, Scott? Uh, similarly, my my interest in Japanese cinema started with anime, which I, I had an older cousin who from my very young age was telling me about anime and giving telling me that things like Voltron was actually from Japan and all this stuff that blew my mind as a kid. But uh, most of I was into anime, not so much live action. I did enjoy Godzilla movies a lot, and I would occasionally see like samurai action films, but I didn't really think that much about the, the live action output of Japan versus the animated uh, until... I was in college and taking a cinema class and started going to the to the local theater on campus. And one day uh, they were showing Mike's Dead or Alive, which was like I, I have an interest in in weird cinema, but that was pretty shocking in how completely different and bonkers it was and kind of sp- sparked an interest in me. And I from that point. Similar to Alex, I had a trajectory going into to other weird stuff and a lot of uh, less weird crime movies. So, so once again, uh, uh, Mike and Beat Takeshi. So, uh, I love Sonatine a lot, and it was actually a film that we discussed in the in the film class that got me interested in this to begin with. But uh, but since then, I I kind of cooled off for a while on watching. Uh, a lot of Japanese cinema after the kind of J horror fad died down, which I was, I was into, to, uh, Ringu and the grudge, but, uh, there, there's just too much after that. And I kind of stepped away and went back to, uh, I was actually a little while before I got back into anime from that point. But, uh, after talking to you, Joey, and having you kind of talk about, uh, truck Yarrow made me realize that I, all of the things that I liked in Japanese cinema were very, kind of extreme violent or like goofy monsters and I didn't really have much exposure to any of the uh any of the kind of comedy of of Japanese cinema so Truck Yara was was really entertaining in that regard and I was glad to see something with a kind of different tone and different feel and uh I mostly wanted to do the podcast try to compel myself to see things that I hadn't actually seen before so, because I just find it hard to sit down and watch movies without, without compulsion at this point. But uh, so I'm looking forward to exploring a lot of stuff. Yeah, that's a thing that's got me really excited. Uh, I guess just a little bit of a behind the scenes talk, like the way that we're uh, starting out. At least uh, we each submitted lists of movies that we would like to discuss, both movies that we recommend and that we like, and. I don't know about you guys, but I also put some movies that I hadn't seen yet that I've always been meaning to see. Uh, so I'm really excited uh, for similar reasons uh, to see movies that I hadn't seen or haven't seen in a long time uh, from your guys' list and from mine as well. Yeah, uh, my sentiments my sentiments as well. Uh, believe it or not, I've actually never seen an old school Godzilla movie front to back uh, that, wasn't hey. ri- that wasn't riffed at. 
<laughs> mm-hmm. Right. Um, yeah, you know, and I love, uh, you know, I'm a big mystery science theater fan, and I love uh, the goofiness and making fun of uh, those movies as well, but um, I guess this is a, as good a segue as any to talk about our first episode, the original Godzilla movie from 1954. Uh, which is, you know, has uh, roots uh, that eventually become the the sort of goofy uh, Godzilla flying through the air, mystery science theater style movies, but is a much more serious film and is 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 not surprising that it was, you know, recently released on Criterion and stuff. So uh, I'm really looking forward to talking about that with you guys. Yeah, uh, it should be fun. Yeah. And I think that, uh, you know, we have these lists that we're going to be working off of, but in as things go on and uh, as our re- our listenership builds and stuff, I'm excited to get recommendations from other people as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, my, like I said, my catalog is pretty has been pretty narrowly focused within kind of crime and weird stuff, and it, I'd like to know more about other genres that may not know about and especially more contemporary Japanese film which I know very little about aside from you know anime releases yeah um I have a few of those on my list uh Kamikaze Girls um Sharkskin Man and Peach Hip Girl which I uh which I was turned on to after watching uh Asano Tadanobu in Ichi the Killer he's the guy who plays uh Kakihara the guy with the weird scars on his face um that you may have seen. I think he's, well, his, his face is on the box. If you've ever seen mm-hmm. the movie itself, you might have seen his face. Uh, he's a he's a pretty cool actor by by contemporary uh, film standards, I think. Those movies are a couple that I've seen, like Netflix recommend to me uh, before, you know, but that I haven't actually seen myself. I was just going to say, I also love uh, Tadunobu Asano in the, the uh, Bitikashi Zatoichi film. Oh, yeah. So that'll be, yeah. So we're going to be, you know, going all throughout uh, time. (laughs) (laughs) Contemporary movies and old movies and it's going to be great. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to to doing this with you guys. It it should be a lot of fun. Yeah, totally. Anything else you'd like to add? Um, Maybe we should go around the horn and if anybody has a favorite movie that they, uh, favorite Japanese movie that they'd like to, you know, briefly chime in on. Hmm. Well, I, you know, I, I did mention, uh, the truck Yarrow and Taurus movies. Um, you know, I tend to get really excited by the idea of like a movie series, uh, just because, uh, you get to see how things develop and, uh, compare one to the next and things like that. And just, if you find one thing you like, it's exciting to know that there are 10 more or whatever. <laughs> um, and you know, or in Taurus case, 48 of them. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah, but um, and you know, and and that you know, Tora, the Torasan movies are really, really interesting because you get to see these people age, and uh, you really get to see a person's life work. You know, uh, I think about those movies a lot. Uh, lately, when people were talking about that movie Boyhood, oh yeah, um, which is a separate, you know, it's a separate concept to to film one movie over that period of time, but really you get a similar effect uh, watching all the Torasan movies. Uh, but yeah, so, you know, Torasan and Truck Yarrow are a couple of my favorites. Truck Yarrow, 
uh, is is a comedy action series uh, that was conceived by Toei in the 70s uh, kind of as a possible rival to the Torasan movies, and that is uh, probably my number one favorite uh, uh, at the moment. I'm totally obsessed importing books about it and stuff like that, and it's just about, you know, truckers on the road falling in love and getting in fights and stuff. <laughs> yeah, um, it's really funny. Uh, there's something I, I've noticed about Japanese film. It's really hard to find a movie or a series. Uh, it's actually a little better watching series in this regard because a lot of the mo- a lot of movies are are sort of slow burn, you know what i mean? Hmm. They uh they don't a lot of them don't really hit the ground running when it comes to uh when it comes to pacing, i think. At least at least the ones i'm used to. Yeah, no, and there's there's definitely um a thing that is kind of a little tough, but but once you kind of get in the groove of it is kind of exciting about watching cinema from other countries is that the pacing in general is different and uh it's something that's kind of hard to get used to sometimes but then when you really get into it um it can be kind of an exciting thing to realize that you're seeing something that would never be made in the environment you're used to seeing movies right uh, yeah yeah uh i think i think japanese film taught me to be patient when watching mm. when watching movies um Gozu is a really great example of of a movie that is a slow burn, uh, except for the fact that it just gets weirder and weirder as it goes on, <laughs> and it has a uh, kind of a ridiculous payoff, um, if you can call it that. <laughs> yeah, as, uh, as far as the kind of cadence of Japanese films go, it's um, for like the Takeshi Kitano um, crime films. He's not afraid to slow those down and let them breathe, even though they are relatively suspenseful and action-packed. They have quiet moments, and that kind of cadence in Japanese film means that when things finally do happen, they have a lot more impact to me. Hmm. Yeah, I've noticed that too watching his films. Uh, he's he, <laughs> he's something. I, I, I actually really can't wait to, to, talk about, uh, to talk about his films with you guys. Because I, I yeah. haven't really had much of a sounding board for them uh, for a long time. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. He's he's a figure that I am familiar with that I've only seen a few uh, of his works and not a lot of his sort of like tentpole ones. So I'm I'm excited to dip into that. Great. All right. Well, awesome. All right. So join us next time for 1954's Godzilla. Mm-hmm.